0: Rich Dad and Horny Dad. Today I want to talk about a lot of bad advice that comes from financial gurus like Robert Kiyosaki. I mean, I like Robert Kiyosaki, but there are many things that he does that are not the best uh, option or take that you can have when you start. Also, I'm going to talk about Grant Cardone that he has a lot of bullshit also to share. Uh, I'm going to talk about some techniques like dollar cost average that I believe the, the idea is good, but the way that people implement it is not the best take. We are going to check the classic financial mistakes that people make, and also I'm going to share a lot of Uncle Balta wisdom. I can tell you, once that you understand how to manage your money, you start to work less because you know how to leverage with your own money as a resource. The money, when they say the money works for you, that shit is real, but we need to understand how it works. And most of the gurus, they don't want to go deep. They just want to tell you what sounds good for likes and views, and that's it. But as you know, you are here with Uncle Valta, so Uncle Valta got your back. Before I started, I want to say thanks to the sponsor, as always, inglesparacholos.com. And also, please spread the word. Tell people to go to Uncle Valta on Spotify. So let's start by addressing the bullshit that... I mean, there is a lot of bullshit online, and we need to understand this. There is... Uh, There is the magic of making money and the magic of holding or keeping money. So making money sometimes can be just luck. I heard an example about this. Let's say that you have 10 monkeys. If you have 10 monkeys and you tell them, hey, try to flip a coin and you, you get the same side of the coin 10 times, the monkey that got it in that way, you will say, oh, he's a smart monkey, but no, he just was a lucky monkey. So we need to understand that. Many of the gurus that appear on social media, they just were smart or they just were lucky. Maybe they bought Bitcoin of time, or maybe they did like a video that was viral and suddenly they become famous and they they monetize it. So we need to understand that making money not always is um, capability, sometimes it's luck. But holding the money in the long term, that is capability, so that is the real thing. Talking about Rich Dad, I believe the biggest mistake that he make people, uh, that he encouraged people to do is to go on debt. And yes, debt is good when you are already a good investor. If you are already a good investor, you can level up your game with some debt. But if you are learning how to invest, using debt to invest is terrible advice. It's like, imagine that you are learning how to drive and now you want to put like, a, put like 50 kilometers extra in the in the in the speed when you are learning, so when you are learning, just try to play with the money that you have. Never ask a loan to the bank, and even worse, never use your credit cards. And talking about Grand cardone he's also a motherfucker. I mean, if you have a scale of motherfuckers, I would say Grand Cardon is very very in the top, even above uh, Kiyosaki. Um, by the way, before wrapping Kiyosaki. Nowadays, you can tell that Kiyosaki is desperate for money. Even though I like his initial books, I that for that, his idea was good. But nowadays, you can tell that the motherfucker is desperate. He's trying to promote these these companies that make you invest in gold. And most of them are scams. So you can tell how desperate is Kiyosaki for that. But let's come back with the one and only Cardon. What is the thing with Cardon? He tells you that you don't need to have money, that you need to be... Always invest all your money. Never have savings. Savings is for stupid people. When you don't have savings, you are hungry and you keep working. There are many things that happen. First, emergency fund is real. Fondo de emergencia es real. You need. Sometimes emergencies will appear. So what Cardone is telling you is to go all in, all in attack and don't have a defense for you. So what will happen for every 10 people or every 20 people? Maybe one will have success with that formula. But the rest will go to the hell and you don't want to be one of the people who go to the hell. And we know all the headlines, titulares, all the headlines only show the winners, not the losers. So be careful with that. And just to wrap the third mistake that I can see many people are trying to apply is the dollar cost average. What is the idea of the dollar cost average? In order to reduce the emotionally part of humans when we invest, they say always try to allocate, I don't know, like, like 10% in an asset. For example, at the end of every month, 10% of your money go to the S&P 500 or to Bitcoin or to whatever you want to invest on. My take on that is that first, yeah, maybe it's a better idea than saving your money and keep it in the bank, yeah, for sure. But I would say that it's better to sometimes keep saving more money and try to look for better deals. If you want to get a better return, you need to be an active investor, not a passive investor. So that, that is the thing. I'm not saying like an active investor, like trading stocks, because that is bullshit, but trying to find good deals. And if you work your network to contact us, you will find good deals. Instead of trying to to hit, I don't know, like 10% per year, where we know that inflation is more or less 15 per year, eh, you can address maybe... per year, but in an active and smart way. Now, let's start by Uncle Balta Advice. Today is going to be like a deep episode, but I can tell you this is no farandula. This shit can actually change your life. So I hope you enjoy it. And also, please write down all the ideas. Tomen nota, because this is going to be the episode. Maybe on Monday, I believe, yes, on Monday, I'm going to do this in Spanish. But I highly suggest that you listen in English first. So you have an idea and on Monday you can reinforce the, the principles. Now, something that I want to address here. I was checking the life expectancy, la expectativa de vida. The life expectancy expectative in many countries is supposed to be now like 110 years and in other countries, 130 years. Imagine, ciento treinta años de vida. And I know that sounds not real because many people even now in their 30s are struggling with health. But this is kind of one conspiracy theory that I, I was thinking about a long time ago and turns out that it's going to be real. How, what is the best way to take generational wealth from people? If you make them live more time, but keep them unhealthy. So now they have to spend the money on medicine and hospitals. So it turns out that that is going to be like a big formula. People are going to live longer because they are developing medicines to cure some diseases, but still keep you ill, so you, you need to keep spending money. So you, you are still alive, but you need to keep spending money. Now, what it, how it comes back to the financial planning, this uh, information. Because if you have a retirement plan that is going to give you, for example, here in Peru, my mother, she received 450 soles, 450 soles mensuales. That is her, her monthly um, check, su, su cheque mensual. For 450 solids for people in other countries, that is more or less like $130 per month. And she's supposed to live with that money. That is not possible. <laughs> How the fuck are you going to, to live with $130 per month? So the only way, if you want to have a decent life when you retire or when you get older, to be clear, because you never retire, is by buying and building your own assets. Assets that do two things. Assets that give you cash flow. Cash flow is like a recurring revenue every month. Or cash flow or assets that appreciate with time. Why those two are important? First, you want the cash flow assets because uh, you want to pay your bills, right? So you want something that gives you money every month. But also the the assets that appreciate with time. I'm talking about, for example, land. You buy a land and with time, the thing is going to compound depends where you bought it. Maybe it's going to compound 15%, maybe 20% per year. So after 20 or 30 years, you can sell that and you can live comfortable for maybe uh, five years or more. Or even you can start dividing your land. That is also another trick. Uh, for example, I bought like 1,200, uh, 1, 1, square meters in Chincha. I can divide that sheet in in four plots of land. In cuatro lotecitos and start selling each plot of land every 10 years, for example. That is also a way to make your money. So buy or build assets that give you cash flow or that appreciate is the best way to have a decent retirement. Any plan that a government gives you, any plan that an AFP gives you is bullshit. That is their business. It's not your business. And here, a little law. A little advice is the best investment tools will never have publicity because if it's a good investment tool, nobody's going to tell you invest in this. So whenever you see like invierte en esta mierda, en eso, no, it's their business, not your business. Now, let's go to the next one. We talk about retirement. Now let's talk about this second tip is going to sound kind of simple, but people make mistakes always. Your revenue is not your profit. Interesting. Revenue is la plata que haces. Profit es la utilidad que te queda. Okay. So why I'm saying this? Let me give you an example. Especially when you become a freelancer or a business owner, you will make this mistake. Everybody make it. So it's good to learn it fast. I was selling, I remember back then in the year 2010 and 11, I was selling gold standard. People who go to a gym, you know what is gold standard. It's a whey protein. So I remember I was buying the, the bag of 10 pounds, the 10 libras. I think I was buying the bag in maybe 30, uh, 380 soles or something like that. And I was selling the bag in uh, 430 soles. So I was making 50 soles, 50 soles for each bag of gold standard. No bad money, right? Like 50 soles just for trading the bag. It sounds cool. So what happened? When I was selling, I started to to see my bank account. Oh, my bank account is receiving a lot of money, you know, 430 soles. Yes, but I was not making 430 soles. I was just making 50 soles, but the number looked big. Not only that, I was not discounting the, the gasoline price whenever I have to do delivery, my time as an operator. And also, I was not discounting that after all these expenses the margin was kind of low the real margin was not 50 soles was now like 20 soles or something like that and what happened if the currency lose value and that's what happened with the sol back then in the 2010 the sol was each sol no each dollar 1 dollar era 2 soles con 60 centavos <laughs> it's difficult to believe but check it in the year 2010 so suddenly the dollar went from 260 to 330 the change in the currency delete all my profits. So I was selling gold standard like huevonazo for more than a year and suddenly the dollar eat all the value of my profit. So I will be better off just by buying dollars and hold the dollars than trying to do the full shit. What I'm trying to go here is that first, revenue is not the same as profit. Second, Your profit cannot be slim unless that you are an expert, expert in the thing that you do and you are handling like big volumes. Most of the time you want to have a generous uh, um, margin or profit for two reasons. First, because that allows you to make mistakes because mistakes always happen. And second, because if something happened with economy, let's say that we got inflation, we got inflation 10%, 15%. If your margin was 10%, you're fucked. Because now all your effort goes away with inflation. You don't want to be in that end of the spectrum. Um, Something extra talking about revenue and income and profit is that many people make it even worse, the mistake. They consider their money before. They say, I'm making this amount of money. Yes, but you need to pay taxes over that. You have to play with the money that goes after that. Don't, Don't try to imagine that all the money goes for you. And one extra, the worst mistake that I see people say, oh, my company, my company makes this amount of money. Yes. But first, you are not the owner. You are the employee of the company. So if you are the owner of the company, yeah, you can talk about your revenue and your profit. But if you are just an employee, talking about how much money your company is making looks dumb. And I can tell you because many of your friends, if you are in the university, they will start working in banks. They will start working in maybe agencies, and the agency, oh, yeah, my, my company is making one million, un millon por año, and they brag about that. Yes, but that is the company, not you. So that you, you can tell that to your friend. I can tell you because that happened when I was in university, and maybe I was making in profit, I don't know. In the university, I was making maybe... 4,000, 4,000 soles, 5,000 soles per, per month in profit. Good money when you're in a university. And when my friends were talking about millions in their company, I was like, wow, that's a lot. But then you understand that's not them, it's the company. Let's go on to the next one. We talk about revenue is not the same as profit. The next one, the, the number three, the third advice is you need to become proactive with your taxes, not reactive. And by the way, this advice is something that I heard in a Jewish, in un podcast de judíos. Now I follow in Jewish podcasts. Those Jewish people, they know things. Those motherfuckers control the world because they are smart. They understand the money game better than anybody else in the world. Um, what they are saying is the first, and this is, this is true, true story. Your accountant, tu contador, is not your financial advisor. You pay him for being an accountant. It would be nice if your accountant gives you good advice, but most of the time, he's just going to tell you all the things that you can't, cannot do, not the things that you can do. Um, one, we always remember this when we start doing research. For example, yesterday with my mother, we had some free time, and I told her, "Hey, you know, let's have a a, a cafe, a coffee together, while we listen some accounting podcasts." So we were listing some accounting tips and advice, and we start to listing a lot of things that our accountant, Nuestra Contadora, she never gave us that information. we was like, wait a second. She never mentioned that. And now we are, we are going to ask her all that information. But that's why you want to ask questions to your accountant. So first, he knows that you are doing your research. And second, who is the person more interested in paying less taxes? You are the person. So you need to do your own research. In Peru, we have um, five categories. Primera, Segunda, Tercera, Quarta, Quinta. I'm just going to give you that idea. In different countries, it's more or less the same sheet with some variance. But um, Quinta Categoría is uh, for employees. Cuarta Categoría for freelancers. Third category is for business. Second category is for uh, financial gains. And first category is for rents. Rents, the inmuebles, inmuebles. So you need to check that sheet. How can I move using these five categories to reduce in a legal way, legal way, your taxes, expenses? And remember, taxes, the average person spend more or less 70% of their money in taxes. Because remember, you, may, you pay taxes when you make the money, will you pay taxes when you buy a car. You pay taxes every day, hasta por el culo. <laughs> For real, study the game in advance. Don't be reactive. The next one. This is not an advice, but is what is the biggest, if, if we have to talk about this, what is the biggest mistake that, the biggest financial mistake that a man do? Many people will say, get married, <laughs> and I will agree. <laughs> getting married is the biggest mistake that you can do. Holy shit. That is the most expensive powder that you can have, getting married. But if we want to make it more conservative, this podcast, We can say that um, it's buying a car, and especially a car that you don't need with some unnecessary features. When you buy a fancy brand new car, you are buying popularity for more or less one year, maximum two years. And the question is why? Because when a new model, for example, now I'm checking the new Seat Cupra. The new Seat Cupra is beautiful. I mean... That is a beautiful car, it's like a SUV, it's, it's like a big car, bigger than the previous Cupra, like the one that I had, this is bigger, this looks nicer, and you know what is the price? 43,000 dollars 43,000 dollars pues hijo de puta, man, that's so fucking expensive. But you know, the previous Seat Cupra also used to have that price, so they start with this price. Why the price of the car start to go lower with the time? First, due to technology, yeah, that, that could be. But the second reason why the car start to go down in value is because the more people have the same car, the less sexy the car becomes. Now, for example, if you see a Seat Cupra brand new, it's, oh, this is so fucking cool. Eventually, you will see more cars. The same happened with the Suzuki Jimny, That is one nice car. I remember the first time that I saw... The first time that I saw it, I was like, oh, this is a beautiful car. But there is a moment that you, every five minutes you see a Suzuki Jimny, and, okay, it's just a car. So that is basically what happened. Is that when you buy a brand new car, you're going to be popular when there are not too many of those units. But the more that the time pass, more units come, and now you are not that special or even worse. More or less in three or four years, they will switch the model. So now you have the old version. (laughs) After three years, you have the old version. If you want to resell it, it's going to lose a lot of purchase value. Let's say that you want to go smart and say, no, no, I'm going to buy a second hand, a used, un usado, a nice used car, maybe a BMW, an Audi or a Porsche. A lot of people are trying to buy second hand Porsche these days. But what is the problem? Again, we have a problem. Even though you save a lot of money, you can save maybe 30 or 40% of the original price, now you are dealing with another situation. That is, whenever the car breaks, because the car will break, especially now that the quality of cars is going down, uh, <laughs> especially now that the quality of cars is going down, this <laughs> sounds so fucking good, right? Uh, what will happen? Now repairing, arreglar, repairing that car is going to be a pain in the balls. Furthermore, there is a high chance that the person who sold it to you didn't do all the maintenance in the main house, in the Porsche house, or maybe you are not doing the maintenance in the Porsche house. So now you don't have a warranty, or maybe the warranty was already expired after two years. So now you will have to put from your pockets at least $3,000 whenever something important breaks in your car. Now you struggle. I can tell you, one close friend of mine, he doesn't have like an Audi, he just have a, this, uh, what is this car? Hyundai, um, uh, okay, I forgot, it's the, 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 the Deportivo de Hyundai, okay, what the fuck? Uh, he had like, like a nice Hyundai, the engine that goes to pull up the window was broken he had to spend $800 to do that importation because he bought it in in a used car. So he was not counting that. So if you want to buy a car, two options. First, if you want to buy brand new, try to go for a Toyota, for a Volvine, a brand that is reliable. And second, try to buy a model that is going to look the same across the time. For example, I have the Volvine Gold. It's from the year 2015. I'm planning to keep that car maybe three or four extra years. So after 13 years, maybe I, I will I will sell it and that's it. But that is the, the way to go. Now, the question before jumping to the next part is, is this going to mean that you will never have fancy cars in your life? No, I think eventually we can all have fancy cars. But when our assets start paying for them, not our time, I rush it too fast, the process of having nice cars. I, uh, instead in my case of spending my money in my Jetta or in my Cupra or even in my Serato before, I should just go like a Bolivar in gold long time ago and hold it. I can tell you that will make a huge difference. Of course, I, I know some people say, yes, but I want to live my 20s in a good way. Yes, but if you play smart your 20s, your 30s are going to be so fucking easy. So you will see. Let's go to the next tip. It's funny because (laughs) I'm doing this financial advice in English, Yeah, expecting people to listen it. But I I trust that somebody is going to pay attention. At least if five people follow all the way until the end of this podcast, I will be happy. That would make me so fucking happy. Um, Here, I want to go with this thing is we need to pay our expenses in order. We need to have a budget. When we talk about a budget, everybody say, oh, yes, tu presupuesto, all the shit, right? But people tend to have it bad. Why? Because what most of the people try to do is whenever they have money, they want to spend it in leisure activities. What are leisure activities? Uh, Actividades de relajo. And interesting enough, leisure is the last item in the list that I'm going to mention. The order goes like this. Basic expenses, debt, deuda. Um, emergency fund, fondo de emergencias investment and at the end leisure important to remember first, basic expenses we need to remember what is a basic expense people say it's food therefore if it's food going to a restaurant is basic, no <laughs> restaurant is leisure what is basic expense? you going to the market and preparing your own food, that is basic expense the moment that you go to a restaurant the moment that you call your uber eats even though it's a discount promotion we know that is no food so basic expenses should be basic first thing. second debt when we talk about debt we first starting your in your life with debt is a terrible idea because you don't know how to play your finance debt is something for advanced players so if you already have debt try to pay it as fast as possible and always try to pay faster the ones that have the higher interest rate. Most of the people, I can tell you, I am surprised if I hear someone that know what is the interest rate of their debt. The, the, the vast majority, they don't know what is the interest rate. You so mean they receive a, a, they, they are paying a, a a loan, but they don't know what is the interest rate. So the bank can charge whatever they want because the person don't know. Oh, I just have to pay this monthly fee. So. Always remember what is the percentage in Peru. We call it la TEA, tasa efectiva anual. Emergency fund here. Interesting thing. We all all will have eh, emergencies in in any time. You know, the real thing about emergencies is that you never know how bad are going to be emergencies. One emergency was COVID, for example. If you save money for five months, one year... You expect that that is going to be enough. Maybe it will be. But at the same time that you have your emergency fund of one year or six months, you need to gather friends that can be also your second cushion, to segundo colchoncito, your second cushion of emergency fund. So if your emergency is too big, now you have your emergency fund plus their emergency fund. And also that applies for them. If they have a big problem, they can count with you. Rich people play that. that. Why? Because rich people understand that if we are 10 rich, me, 10 rich friends and one of us has problem, the other nine can help this one make it come back to the game and then we can play together again the 10, the, the 10 players. It's safer to play in group than to play by yourself. That's why insurance exists, but insurance again is a business. So instead of paying a company that promise you that they will save you, better make your own insurance with your friends and with the relative that you trust. Uh, Two extra things about investing and leisure. We talk about investing that never go balls deep uh, unless that you really understand the asset first and uh, always keep some money for you because if you don't save money, the moment you have emergency, you need to liquidate your assets and you will lose like 50% because you need the money fast. So you don't want to be that guy. You want to resist bad moments. And uh, the last one, leisure activities. They are leisure activities. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like that is the last thing after you cover all the, the previous shit. And so that's why we need to understand how to live with less. And I can tell you now I have the money to go to a club. Tengo dinero para una discoteca. I have the money to buy a fancy car. But I understand that the real pleasures of life tends to be free. The real pleasure of life is going to the beach with my dog. The real pleasure of life is calling an Algona, how much it cost me, maybe her taxi, uh, 50 soles, 50 soles de propinas, <laughs> for real, those uh, family time, also free. So the real pleasure of life is not that expensive. Now, let's try to go, I have three extra things. I'm getting too excited today for being a, a Saturday afternoon. I don't know why I'm talking like motherfucker, but I believe in my op- in, in my mind, in my opinion, I'm sharing something important for the person who want to take notes. Reduce mistakes. This is a huge part of your financial freedom plan. We need to understand what are our weak areas. I have many friends that their weak area are women. Son las mujeres. Um, you would expect that Uncle Balta has a weakness. No, Uncle Balta <laughs> prefers his money. But I have a lot of friends that when they are in love, or to say it in a better way, cuando se enchuchan, they waste all their money trying to impress the woman. And you will say, oh, it's like a supermodel. No, una mujer de mierda, que se ve el culo. <laughs> they, anyway, they, they go and they start. The moment that they receive the first blow job, oh, they invite the woman, let's go on a vacation time, vacaciones, they just met the woman and they take her on vacation. You know, um, If you know, if this, I hope it's not your case, but if you know that you are weak with women, try to reduce the chance, try to say, how can I keep my money safe? So if I met a woman, I'm not, I'm not tempted to get my money to impress the woman. That would be the first one. A second mistake that I can tell many people are making is the online shopping mm, the online shopping is scary people are first scrolling their tiktok they see an affiliate product oh i like el dino sasa el dino sasa was so good they start buying things that sound silly right like twenty dollars thirty dollars eh, not, not a big deal yeah but you're buying every two days every three days something that you don't need now that is money if you feel That the online purchases, and I'm not talking just about the classic retail things. I'm talking about the Uber Eats or anything that you're buying online in a recurrent way that you don't need it, better uninstall the app, disinstall the app, because you don't want to rely on your willpower to prevent the the mistake. Whatever mistake you're making, how can I create a method that I don't make that mistake anymore? That would be a question. And if you ask me, I can tell you, I don't have the problem of online shopping, but I really like buying things with cash. I don't know why. Whenever I buy things with cash, it's like I appreciate them more. The only moment where I buy, and by the way, I can meet the seller, Conozco a las Vendedoras, even better. But the the only thing that I buy online are the things that I cannot find in Peru. But the rest, always I try to just go to the mall or go to the market and buy it online with cash is the best way. By the way, I have um, a plan. I will try to do some say, garage sales, ventas de garaje, maybe in one month, just to encourage people to pay with cash. That is a plan that I have, but that will go for the future. Let's go to the next one. Um, ah, by the way, um, these are the bonus tips, the bonus uncle Balta tips for the people that make it until this time. We are almost 30 minutes, I believe. So the bonus tip is first, you will become good at with money. When you realize that money is more than just numbers. Money is a mix of energy and time. Interesting, right? The moment you realize that energy and time are money, now you will take care of that shit. Um, If we say, if we address that money is energy, it means that whenever you are not focused, your energy is dissipating, so you are losing money. Anything that takes your focus away, Will make you lose money. And any damn shit that you are doing and you're wasting your time also will make you lose money. Therefore, your energy and your time are, you know, that thing you cannot mess with that. That's why when someone t- texts me, hey Jose, I can't hora. You what? Acerora? huevón? no fucking way. When someone try to um, there are a lot of people nowadays that they feel lonely. So um, they text you one day. I have close friends of mine that, from the gym, from other places. They text me one day. I, ha, ha, ha. I reply. Then they text me again. They text me again. Like, are we, are we couple? Somos pareja? What the fuck? Why are you texting me every day? You know, guys, text me for important shit, but we are not text buddies. And many people have this problem these days that they have their text buddies that every day they text, not just with the girlfriend, but con los amiguitos. So if you are all the time coming back to the WhatsApp or to your DM, whatever, to exchange shits you are wasting dissipating your energy and reduce the decision fatigue. Decision fatigue comes in different ways. But one easy way to picture this for you is when you are dressing, try to have clothes already pre packaged So, you know, I have, for example, a a short with a T-shirt, with a socks, with underwear ready for Monday from Tuesday. So you you have a little blocks of pieces. Whenever is the day, you just grab it and you're ready to go. The, the biggest mistake that happens is, oh, donde están mis medias? Where are my socks? Oh, shit. That that's shit. I'm talking about also, where are my sheets? Everything goes to the same place. Your keys always to the same pocket. Your wallet to the same pocket. So you don't want to be, oh, where is that shit? Because the moment that you're trying to address, where is that shit? That is time and urgency, energy that is vanishing. Another thing. Bonus tips is uh, we need to normalize talking about money. It's a big, big thing talking about money. Why I say it? Because not just because for some people it's taboo, because that is the most stupid thing, but second, because it becomes a habit talking about money. That is something that I'm trying with my mother to make it. If we can talk like 80% money, we are doing good. And talking about money, we go back to the shit, right? It's opportunities, investments, uh, taxes. Like, let's learn to talk about the the money vocabulary. We need to introduce that. Some people say it's boring. You know what is boring? It's just having one source of income and have debt. That is boring. (laughs) Um, Last thing, just to, to, to wrap this shit, is that we need to understand that there are some people that are rich just for seasons, for temporadas. I know many people that they were rich for... Five years, people that were rich for 10 years, but the real rich people, you know, are the ones that hit more than one season. Why? Because every 10 years, more or less, the game changed. Um, being good the first 10 years is easy. Maybe you just were lucky and you cash a trend and that was it. But every 10 years, and maybe in the future will be every five years, the game always changed and you need to ask yourself, how this shit is working? I remember vividly back then in the year 2000, the people who have land, los que tenían terrenos, most of them were poor, todos eran pobres, because the land was not appreciating that fast. Later, the the lands start to go up in value and everybody want to jump on that wagon. Now, I don't know if it's late or not, I cannot assure you that. But what I can assure you is that the next opportunity, like plots of land, como terrenos que hubo in the 2000, is not going to be the same. I'm sure the next opportunity is more digital. That's my forecast, my pronóstico en Colvalta. The next opportunity is more digital and is more brand oriented. And to be clear, personal brand oriented. If you live in Latin America, we are blessed. Estamos bendecidos. And I know that this sounds crazy, but you know why we are blessed? Because Latin America is one of the last places to receive the trends. Latin America and Africa <laughs> Africa is even worse but Latin America there are a lot of things that I can see in Europe and that's why I love English because it forced me to consume content from US from Europe and what I can tell there is that the professionals that know how to handle their personal brand and know how to team up como are, my equipos, are the ones that are crushing it so if you want to take seriously your financial game you can start doing that I hope you enjoyed this financial wisdom. Honestly, I'm thinking about recording this in the Spanish podcast. Maybe if I do it, I will do a very condensed version because I don't think I'm going to speak more than 30 minutes there about this topic. But well, for the people that make it until the end of this podcast, congratulations. You are maybe the 1% or maybe less than the 1%, so respect for you. And I hope you enjoyed your, your weekend. Remember, like, everybody wants to have sex, but nobody wants to work for the money that required in having sex. Enjoy your, your weekend. If you want to text me, you can send me a WhatsApp to my personal number. mas 51 <inaudible>